Gimel Shvat and the Tanya for today is the beginning of Patek Tez Zayin, chapter 16. It's on page 224. To go back to the beginning, the Altarebbe basically wrote the Tanya in order to explain how it is that how it is that Moshe Rabbeinu can say that the matter of serving God even in the heart is very close to you to do how is it that the heart is close to serving God when we see that our nature is that the heart is elsewhere not in the direction of serving God but pulling us in the opposite direction so in order to explain this, the Alter Rebbe first introduces the two Nishamas. Nefesh Alikis, Nefesh Abahamis. And the garments of them, of each of them. Then he introduces us to the fact that a tzaddik is in control and has mastered his, his himself completely, both on the level of the garments of the soul, that the godly soul's garments are the only garments a, a, a tzaddik has, and also internally, that in terms of desire and pleasure, here also the, the tzaddik has mastered himself completely. There's only one desire, and there's only one pleasure, there's only one love, only one fear, and that is of God. Whereas in the Benani, when it comes to the garments of the soul, the godly soul in the Benani has completely gained control and mastery so that the Bainani always does and says and thinks what you're supposed to. And never does or says or thinks what you're not supposed to. However, when it comes to the internal workings of the heart, here the Bainani is not in complete control, where he has only one love, one fear, one pleasure, but he has an animal soul, a Yetzirah, that pulls him in the opposite direction. Now, getting back to how it is that the average Jew, not the Tzaddik, the Benani, in other words, is capable of serving God with the heart when in fact the heart is pulling in the opposite direction. Here, the Altered begins in the next few chapters to explain exactly how it is that it's close and how it is that it is very close even for a Benani to serve God with the heart. Pedic Tezayim. This is the important principle in the manner in which the Benini serves God, that the essential thing is Atzadik changes the nature of his animal soul. The Benini has to govern and rule over the nature of the left side of the heart. He can't change it. It's not going to change its feelings. But the Benini has to govern its behavior. Al-Yadei, how is it that he rules and, and governs over the animal soul? Al-Yadei Eid Hashem HaMeyel Nefesh By the godliness, the light that illuminates the godly soul, which is in the brain. The Halev, and using the mind and the godliness in the mind, he can govern and rule over the heart. How does the mind and its light reach the heart? When he contemplates in his mind the greatness of God, 
in order to give birth through his bina, which is gvura, and connected through das, he gives birth to a fear of God in his mind. Bina produces fear. And this fear causes him to avoid sin, whether it's from the Torah or the of the sages. And even a slight or minor prohibition from the sages. In order to avoid the major prohibitions, he may not even need to arouse the sphere of, of God through contemplating God's greatness. Knowing that God doesn't want and that it's a sin, he doesn't do it. That's not that may not even require any avoid at all. But in order to avoid even the minor prohibitions of the sages, here there needs to be a little bit of contemplation, a little bit of forethought, in order to bring out the fear of God. And the same contemplation on God's greatness will bring also a love of God in the heart, in the right side in the place, in the heart of the godly soul. The chasheka, the chafetza, with a longing and a desire. To want to cleave to God through the performance of mitzvahs. Again, the mitzvahs explicitly stated in Taita, as well as the ones that were introduced by the sages. The Talmud Taita Shekeneget Kulam, including also the study of Taita, which is equal to all the mitzvahs, and here also, in order to do to do it to this degree, he has to have some contemplation of God's greatness. So that's the basic principle, the foundation of all work on the part of the Benini, is that he has to use his mind and the contemplation of God's greatness to rule over the heart, in order to do the mitzvahs and avoid sin. Yes, In addition, there is a need to know another important principle in the Aveda of Abenani. And that is, That even if his intelligence is not sufficient to produce and to give birth to a love of God, in the revealed heart. In other words, he tries to contemplate on God's greatness, but he doesn't understand enough. He doesn't understand it clearly enough to make it real enough that the understanding and the knowledge and the brain should produce a love in the heart. And we're talking about a love that is in the revealed part of the heart. That the love should burn like a fire, an active love. So that his longing and his desire to cleave to God is actually felt, it is palpable in the heart. Instead, he can't arouse a love that is active and palpable in the heart. He has instead the hidden love that every Jew has in the mind and in the recesses of the heart. If it were a full-blown emotion, palpable in the heart, then it would be felt in the revealed part of the heart. But because it is not a, an actual love, 
It is not an activated love. Therefore, it is experienced in the recesses of the heart. In the note, the Rebbe says, what is this idea of love hidden in the heart? Because his neshama is in such a state which is described as ibur, pregnancy, and pregnancy means when the child, the person, is concealed within the womb, hidden in the level that is above it, not yet revealed, not yet developed into its own, the lame of the chinas laid of his galus. Therefore, also a love that is contained within the heart and not revealed out of the heart, or not in the revealed part of the heart. As is known to those who study Kabbalah. Back to the text. Which means that the heart understands with the wisdom and the bina of the mind. He understands the greatness of God in that all of existence is as nothing before Him. This understanding that the heart has in God's greatness is not sufficient to produce an actual feeling and love in the heart a full-blown emotion. What it produces is a recognition, a realization, or a conviction that it is appropriate and fitting because of God's greatness that all living things should cleave to God and become absorbed in God's light, in God's oneness. The gam He applies this to himself that it is also fitting and appropriate for his own soul. It is appropriate for the neshama that the neshama should also expire with a longing to God to want to leave the sheath that it is in, the confines of the body, and to cleave to God. It doesn't mean to want to die, to, to, leave, to leave the body. It means to leave the restrictions of the body. But the body does contain the soul, and the soul mustn't leave the body in spite of its longing to cleave to God. It mustn't leave the body, and it is wrapped up and bound up with the body like almones chayes, like deserted wives or living widows, where there is a husband, but the husband is beyond reach and, and is separated for whatever reason, and they can't come together. So the neshama wants to go back to God, wants to leave the confines of the body, but the body like a living widow. The last machshava and in this state they can't comprehend godliness at all other than through the grasping 
and getting clothed into Torah and Mitzvahs. As in the example given earlier in chapter 4 about embracing the king while he is clothed in his garments. So the Neshama recognizes that it has to stay in the body although from its contemplation of God's greatness it feels and it is convinced that it must leave the confines of the body and cleave to God and only that is a true state of being. Yet it is stuck in the body and in the body it is incapable of comprehending godliness or grasping godliness without Torah. The Ewazes. And as a result of all of this, it is therefore fitting and proper for the Nishama to embrace God with all its might. How does a Nishama cleave to God or embrace God through Taitan Mitzvahs? Which means through the fulfillment of the 613 Mitzvahs in action and speech and in thought. What is the mitzvah of thought? The mitzvah of thought is the knowledge and understanding of Torah, as mentioned earlier. So now when the Bainani contemplates this subject in the recesses of the heart and in the recesses of the mind, which means he hasn't developed a full-blown emotion in the revealed part of the heart and mind, but what he says and what he, and what he feels are in accord. He does what he's what he's thinking. He actually does with his mouth what he had come to 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 the conclusion, to the conviction that he had come to in his heart and mind, in that God ought to be served with all the with all the might with all one's might. He actually does, he carries out, he acts on his conviction. Which means that Teirez is only desire. And so he studies it day and night using his mouth. And the, the devotion or the conviction also affects his behavior in his hands and in other limbs. He fulfills the mitzvahs in action with his hands, with his other limbs, <coughs> in accordance with the conviction. Then had a tvuna zu. Then this tvuna, meaning this conviction, it's not a full-blown emotion yet, but it has moved from intellect to the heart. So it's not an emotion; it's a conviction of the heart. So this tvuna is mislabeshes b'maisa dibur machshavas hateru mitzvaseha. This conviction is clothed in the act and speech and thought of teira and mitzvahs lihiyes lahem. The conviction becomes to the mitzvah bechinas meichin v'chayus. It becomes the intellect and the life behind the mitzvah v'gatzin v'parcha leelo. It becomes the wings of the mitzvah so that the mitzvah can rise, can soar upwards. And then it's as if he had practiced the mitzvah 
and perform the mitzvah with actual fear and love, such as is felt in the revealed part of the heart. When the the love is revealed, when it's an actual love, a full-blown emotion, and it's in the revealed part of the heart, then it is a desire, a fervor, and a longing that are felt in the heart, and the soul thirsts for God out of the love that he feels. And when he has this conviction of love, it is not the same full-blown emotion, but it has the same effect on the mitzvahs, that the mitzvah becomes a living mitzvah, and it has wings that enable it to fly, to rise. Since it is this conviction of the heart and mind, that brings him to be devoted in the performance of the mitzvah, and had he not contemplated and come to this conviction, he wouldn't be devoted to the fulfillment of mitzvahs, he would be devoted instead to his physical needs alone. And even if by nature he is studious, Yet, by nature, if we're going by a person's nature, by nature he loves himself more than he loves his studies. So that even if he loves his studies by nature, because he is dispassionate and so on, still his nature dictates that he loves himself more. So were it not for the contemplation, then he wouldn't be studying Torah with any feeling or recognition of godliness at all, but rather he would be devoted to himself as is the nature of the body. And we find this hinted at in a statement of the sages. This idea that even if you don't have a complete full-blown emotion that activate and motivate the mitzvah, you have only a conviction of the heart that motivates the mitzvah. Still, since the the conviction affect the performance because without the conviction the person would not be devoted to the mitzvah the way he is now therefore the conviction although again it is not a palpable emotion it is sufficient to infuse the mitzvah with a life and with an energy with wings that make it rise where do we find this in the statement of the sages but Amram when they said that that a good deed, a good thought, God connects to the deed. What do they mean by this? If they meant to say that if a person has a good thought, God considers it as if he had fulfilled the mitzvah. In other words, he had a good intention. He was going to do the mitzvah and didn't get around to it for some reason. That God gives him credit as if he did the mitzvah. If that's what the sages are saying, then they should have picked more common terms and clearer terms. And they should have said, that the Torah considers it as if it was actually done, which is an expression we find in other other places that express the idea that 
even though something didn't happen, it is considered as if it had happened. But here the expression is mitzalfolimaisen. God connects it to a deed. Now he considers it done. Elohim. So the idea here is because love and fear that is felt in the revealed part of the heart, which is palpable. The Alter Rebbe said earlier, all positive mitzvahs are activated and motivated by love of God. And the observance of the negative commandments, the avoidance of sin, is motivated by a fear of God. Which fear and which love motivates and controls the mitzvah? A love and a fear that is close to action. Emotions are higher than actions. But there is that emotion which is felt in the revealed part of the heart, a full-blown emotion which means that it has come down into the body and is palpable in the body and therefore is close enough to action that it can affect the person's behavior. So that this kind of an emotion, a palpable emotion, merges with the act of the mitzvah and naturally becomes the life of the mitzvah. It gives life to the mitzvah to allow it to rise and, and go upwards. Because the heart, after all, is also a physical thing. Just like the other organs with which we act, like the hands and the feet. So although the heart is a more a more uh, edel substance, a more delicate substance than the hands and the feet, yet they are both physical. However, the heart is more internal and is therefore a source of life for the external organs. The life comes first to the inter- internal and then from them to the external. So the combination of these two things, that on the one hand the heart is just as physical as the hands and feet. And on the other hand, the fact that the heart is the source of life for the hands and the feet, therefore, these feelings, these emotions that are felt in the heart, if they are palpable to the heart, they are also real enough to be felt in the hands and feet. While at the same time, they are more refined than the hands and the feet, and therefore they bring to the external organs and a life and a lightness that enables them to fly upwards. But the conviction of love that is in the recesses of the heart, that is not palpable in the heart, their condition is much higher and much more refined than the, than the organs with which we act. And therefore, it is not natural for them to join, to merge with the act of the mitzvah. The convictions of love and fear are not close enough to action to, to be able to join and merge with the act. And because it can't join, it also can't become the life and the energy behind the mitzvah. To give the mitzvah this uh, this ability to rise upwards. 
were it not for God's help that God connects this conviction with the action. He bridges the gap between them. And they, the conviction in the heart and in the recesses of the heart, they are called a good intention, a good thought. Because they are not an actual love and fear, palpable in the heart. They are in the recesses of the mind and in the recesses of the heart. So the sages don't refer to them as actual emotion. Instead, they call it intention. Machshava teva, a good thought. So this machshava teva, which is too high by its nature to influence the behavior and the action of the external limbs in the act of the mitzvah, God connects them so that this intention can become the wings of the mitzvah to give the mitzvah energy and life. This idea that <clears throat> the conviction of the mind and heart, the tvuna, can affect the behavior by God connecting them and bringing them together is described in terms of Kabbalah in the note in the Haggah. And we'll talk about it for a moment before we actually read it. The word Tvuna, which is basically Bina, is composed of the two words Ben Bas. Ben and Bas. And Ben and Bas, son and daughter, are love and fear. Ben is love and Bas is fear. Now sometimes the Tvuna, the Bina, comes down into emotions from Bina, from intellect to emotion, and you develop an actual emotion in the heart. On other times, the Bina goes directly into the action, into the, into the garments, and affects the behavior. In terms of Kabbalah, the Bina goes down into Mechan the Nukva, of Ze'er Ampin, that the Ze'er Ampin, which are the emotions that receive from intellect, sometimes the Tvuna comes down into the feminine aspect of the Ze'er Ampin, which is Malchus, and skips the masculine part, which are the other six emotions. And that's why there is no actual full-blown emotion in the heart. But in the in the malchus, which is the the action part of the of the middays, there there is an effect, an influence of bina. In other words, sometimes bina, which is the mother, goes directly to the daughter and skips the son. And in terms of the neshama, the malchus means the letters of teira and mitzvahs. Now we'll read inside. As we find in the zayah and etzchayim. The Tvuna ACS Benubas. The word Tvuna contains the two words Benubas, Shein Chilu Rechimu, which are love and fear. Ule Poamim, Hatvuna Yeredes Lies Mechen, Benukva Des Eramkin. And sometimes the Tvuna comes down to become the mind or the life and energy in the feminine part of the Eramkin, which is the Neshama, Shein ACS Hatayev Amitra. The Hamaskil Yavan. Now going back to the text. Now, this connection that God connects the good intention with the action is that 
That's in order to raise up the mitzvah to the world of Bria. Which is the world to which actual love and fear would raise the mitzvah. But even without this, every mitzvah performed rises to the world of Yitzhidah. That, the love that every Jew has by nature, brings the mitzvah up to the world of Yitzhidah. And the conviction is to raise it up to the higher level, to the world of Bria. On the third of Shvat, the Rebbe writes, that the Sefer Teirah Eir was first printed it was first printed in 1837 in Kopust without the supplements the Tzemach Tzedek in a letter dated Tuesday, uh, third, the third day of Shrat in the year 1837, writes as follows, Sefer Teirah Eir, which is now printed, It contains my modern, most of them from 1796 until the end of 1812. My most of them, the Al-Tazebbe himself um, checked and edited. He saw them himself. And he also approved of the idea of bringing it to print. The Sefer contains two parts. The first part covers the first two Chumashim, Reishis Shmeis, and also my Marim on Chanukah and Purim, and Gam Kamadrushim Lachaga Shavuos Zman Matan Teira, the Parsha Yisrei. There are also a few my Marim on Shavuos, which is the time of the giving of the Teira, and therefore they the my Marim appear in Parshas Yisrei. And some my modern. For Pesach, they appear under Parshas Vayakil. That was the first part of the Sefer. First volume. The second part, the second volume, Emir Hashem, will Emir will, will Hashem contain, will, will cover the Gimel Chum Shehatayra, the other three Chumashim, Vayikra Bamidbar Dvarim, Vishir Ashirim, Umayadim, Vilashashonu Vyem Kippur. And the name of the author, the Alter Rebbe, his name is appropriate and fitting to him, which is Shnei Eir. The name of the author, the name of the Alter Rebbe is Shnei Eir, which means two, two times light, two lights, just as the word Hafta is Begimatria, two times light. Light is, uh, the word Eir uh, is 207, and the Ahafta is 414. And that's the uh, the end of the quote from the letter of the Tzemach Tzedek. At that time, 
they managed to print only the first volume. Because because of informers or slanderers, the government in, in Russia closed down many of the Hebrew printing presses. And among the ones that were closed down was also the printing press in Kopust, which was printing the Torah the, uh, the In the year 1848, the second part of the uh, second volume was printed in Hashem, and it was given a different title. Again, because of the, the uh, censors, it had to be published under a different name, and it was titled the Kutei Torah.